Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I am Sarah Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello, friends. Happy Tuesday. I hope your day is treating you well. Today, we're talking about how we limit ourselves by Enneagram type. But first, today's rosebud and thorn. So my rose for today is that yesterday I filmed a video about being the main character, and I just did everything that I would normally do on a Thursday, but acted like I was the main character in a movie and like romanticized my life and made things a little bit more magical. It was really fun. It's a cool thing to get to do for YouTube. My thorn is that filming a self-care day is not the same as having a self-care day and I just can't seem to digest that idea because the truth is like these things that when you're filming like self-care activities, you're not enjoying those self-care activities. And so it's kind of like you're making a movie, so you're at work, you're not really like doing those self-care things. So all of that being said, it's really fun to do and you still have to add self-care in when you do it. Sarah Jane. My bud is that I am filming a video with Obi soon. My husband, he does not like to be on camera as much as I do, but he's agreed to do a video with me and I'm real excited about it. Okay, let's dive into today's episode. So friends, I have been working hard on some of my limiting beliefs, unlearning where I've been undervaluing myself. This is something I've been through before, something I have had to learn many a time. I think it's like we have these internal glass ceilings and we break through them only to find that there's like another one. And it's really just essentially this, this thought of like, this is as much as I'm able to be. Whether that is, this is how much money I'm allowed to make. This is how much love I'm allowed to receive. This is how much joy I'm allowed to experience. This is how whole I'm allowed to be, right? This is how much sadness that is allowed into my life even. Hello sevens, how you doing? I'm with you. This is how vulnerable I'm allowed to be. All of these things. There are a million ways that we do this and a million reasons that we do it, but I want to explore how Enneagram type could be impacting your upper limits today. So, and when I think about upper limits, I'm really thinking about our access to joy, money, and love, right? These are limiting our access to really good happiness, the full range of the human experience, or money and love. Joy, human experience, money, love. Those are the topics, okay. So type ones, one of your limitations is saying it's your job to be the adult in the room, believing that other people can are going to inevitably mess things up and that it's your job to fix it, it's your job to hold things together, it's your job to be the responsible one, and this 
you know limits your access to joy, <laughs> limits your access to pleasure, and it limits your access to the full range of the human experience because you're not allowed to experience the full range of your emotions because someone has to be the grown-up here. And it causes you to over-sacrifice because you feel like you're not supposed to complain because grown-ups don't complain. So this idea that you have to be the adult in the room is really limiting you in terms of your access to all of the things that you want. Another thing that you do as a type one is you, you believe that you can enjoy your life when the work is done, right? You limit your access to the good things once the work is done. Maybe you don't get a raise until you've finished that project that you think you have to finish that maybe never feels complete. Maybe you have an internal standard of what makes you worthy of more money and until you meet that internal standard, you're not gonna ask to get paid more. Maybe you feel like you can't enjoy the company of the ones that you love until you've the tasks are complete. So you spend more time washing the dishes than cuddling the people that you care about. So this belief that you can enjoy your life when the work is done. The final one is this idea that money is bad, that there is some sort of like evil or shame in getting paid. I used to work a lot with entrepreneurs who were burning out and the ones, my darling ones, always struggled with like asking for what they were worth. One, because they could always see room for improvement, but two, because you're not supposed to want money. It's like seen as bad. It's not appropriate. It's not proper. So those are the ways my type ones that you limit your access to more. Type twos, the belief that you are the supporting character, that you want to root for other people, that you want to help other people move forward, but kind of putting yourself last and kind of seeing yourself as not the main character. We talked about me filming that YouTube video and like, you're not putting yourself in the role of like the lead, you're putting yourself in the role of support, meaning that's as much as you're allowed to get, that's what the supporting character would get. Two is the belief that you don't have needs, that you know everybody else has needs but I don't have them. That limits your ability to get those needs met, limits your ability for more love, more money, more joy. And also your fear of people being mad at you. This is gonna limit your what you ask for. If you're afraid that people are gonna get mad at you if you ask for your needs to be met, then it's quite literally limiting your access to the things that you need. If there's someone who determines your salary, asking that person to pay you more is taking a risk of kind of severing that connection, severing that relationship. It shouldn't right? But the story that you tell yourself is that that's the risk and therefore it, it's very scary. For type three, the belief that you have to keep moving upward even if it feels bad. It can keep you limited in a painful, boring, sad situation just because you feel like you have to keep the momentum going. Another way is that the belief that you are loved for what you do and not who you are keeps you on that hamster wheel, that continual cycle, limits you to this constant state of motion. And three, the belief that optics matter more than how you are experiencing your life. So pausing to ask yourself, what am I doing here that are for optics? And what am I doing here because I actually enjoy it? Because that limits you to other people's definition of what is like what is worthwhile for you. And that may be making a lot of money, but feeling really depressed or, Maybe having a really nice car, but actually being in debt. Maybe it is having like the perfect relationship while not actually asking for anything that you need. You're just kind of constantly shoving down all of your desires and all of your wishes. And so actually not being able to feel the love from the person that you're pouring all of your energy and time into because you're not telling them what love would feel like for you. Type four 
You limit your sell, your access to joy, the full range of the full human experience, money and love by saying you need something outside of yourself to make you ready to deserve what you need or want. The belief that like, if I had a college degree, then I could make some money. Or if I, like maybe I'm a really talented artist or like maybe I have some talent as an artist, but I need someone else to see that. I need someone else to tell me that I'm good in order for me to believe that I can put myself out there. And then when that person tells you you're good, you disqualify that they have complimented you. And you're like, no, I need the specific kind of person to tell me I'm good. But then that the target of like, who's going to make you feel that way keeps moving because at the end of the day, you're the only one who can ultimately believe this. If you don't believe it, no one's going to convince you otherwise. Second is that the belief that you're not as worthy as other people, that other people are more worthy than you. They have something that you don't have that makes them more deserving of good things, which isn't true, but I know it's hard to undo that. And finally, this belief that you need to own the right tools in order to do what you want to do, right? You need to have like the perfect pencil. If you're going to be, if you're going to draw, you need the right pencil. If you're going to bike, you need the right bike, like limiting your access to pleasure or things that you want to do, or even money, because you think you need more and more and more expensive items to qualify you. When really you just need to start from where you are and upgrade as you go so that you can get your experience under your belt to be qualified to do the things you want to do. Type five, the belief that you could always be more informed. That's going to limit your access to money. If you believe that you deserve more money, the more you know, and maybe you don't have, you don't feel like you know enough to ask for more. It's going to limit your access to joy because you're going to feel like you're always playing catch up. Like you're never quite done. There's no resting place. It's going to limit your access to love because potentially it separates you from the people you care about as you kind of continue, you do more and more research. But also maybe you feel like you can't give fully of your love until you understand them on an intellectual level. You can't connect with them on an emotional level. The second is that you have limited energy, the belief that you have limited energy and that your energy is not replenishable. This quite literally limits you, right? It limits your ability to make money. It limits your ability to experience love and connection, and it limits your ability to experience frivolous joy. And finally, the idea that you can get by on less instead of asking for more. This is like a big thing for our fives. Like instead of asking for more love, more money, more joy, you think I can get by on less. I'll just downsize my living situation so that I don't have to ask for more money. I can lower my expectations from this relationship so that I don't have to ask for more love and intimacy. And I can lower my definition of what joy is so that I don't feel like I'm doing without quite literally shrinking your upper limit so that you don't have to put yourself out there and ask for more. All right, type six, the belief that you can't trust yourself. So if you're working to kind of push through these limitations that we've like already kind of imposed upon ourselves or maybe society has imposed upon us, if you believe you can't trust yourself, you're not willing to put yourself out there to ask for more, to receive connection, to take risks that you need to take because you feel like you could make the wrong decision and therefore you kind of stay where you are in this comfortable place instead of pushing out of that and taking the risk of maybe making the wrong decision 
quote unquote, which kind of bleeds into needing certainty before taking action, kind of believing that certainty is possible and therefore, until you have certainty, staying where you are, kind of like I am, I have this little glass bubble and maybe it's not perfect, but it's not so bad. And if I push through it, I don't know what's on the other side. I don't know if I'm going to burst through the right bubble. Like, can I trust myself to pick the right bubble to burst through? Or, well, on the other side, I need to know for sure, guaranteed, it's going to be good over there. Otherwise, I'm just going to stay right here where I know what to expect. I know what the good is. I know what the bad is. So then that limits you to the amount of joy and money and pleasure that you already have because that's what you have access to. That's what you believe is possible. And then finally, stability is more important than joy. So believing like this safe place, this comfortable place, this is more important than pleasure for me. Knowing what to expect, knowing what to count on, that is more important than financial freedom, than pleasure, then even love, depending on kind of where you're at. So that is obviously limiting your access to more. Type seven, you're kind of different, right? Because you're kind of like push these limits, but here's where you limit yourself as a seven, not committing to things that tie you down, even if that means giving up before it's successful. Okay. So let's say you're in a relationship and there's some difficulties and you guys are trying to work on it, kind of bailing on that because it doesn't feel good right now before you get to the other side where you're able to really create this like safe, lasting dynamic and not being willing to push through those difficult moments in order to create the safety and the love that you actually are looking for, believing that it just exists when you find it instead of you work for it and you earn it. Same thing with money. You know, if you are in a company and you want to be making $75,000 a year, but you start at 40,000, giving, quitting the job before you're able to get bonuses and raises to be paid what you want to be paid. The second is chasing every idea that you have instead of really seeing one to the end so that it can pay back. I found myself in this a million times being like, okay, I have this great idea. I'm going to pursue it. It's not successful in the first six months or it's not self-sustaining in the first six months. So like I'm out instead of really giving it time. Most businesses, most ideas aren't going to be profitable for the first three years. So you have to be willing to be in it for the long haul. If you ever want to see the success of the thing that you're building so that you can actually reap the reward, you have to go through kind of those dry seasons. And finally, saying yes to every offer because you are afraid of missing out. Whatever you say yes to, you are saying no to something else, right? So if you're saying yes to everything, you're saying no to a lot of stuff that is actually for you. So for me, it's like I say yes to, or I have in the past said yes to a ton of free work, ton of free opportunities, quote unquote, which makes it impossible to have the time or the energy to create paid opportunities. So you stay really busy, but unpaid. This is definitely the way the sevens, we limit ourselves. Type eights is working until your body shuts down, <laughs> like literally believing you have no limitations in terms of physical output and mental output until your body shuts you down. And this limits you because you are going to keep hitting that same wall until you learn to moderate your rest. Believing that you were only as good as you are strong limits your access to love because love does not thrive with strength. It thrives in vulnerability. It limits your access to money because if you don't feel strong, you don't feel worthy of money. So then you're not going to ask for the money that you want. 
feeling like you're not getting paid enough makes you feel weak. It like all feeds itself and it limits your access to joy because strength doesn't beget joy, right? Like that's, those don't always go hand in hand. Sometimes they can. So I'm not saying you don't feel joy, but if you don't have to be the one in charge, if you don't have to be the one in control, you can have a lot more fun. And then finally, the belief that you need to suffer for the benefit of the group. So if you're not constantly scanning the news, if you're not constantly arguing with someone on the internet, then are you even fighting for injustice, right? It's okay to own the limitations of what the internet can do. It's okay to fight for injustice, to work your tail off for injustice, and to turn your phone off for the weekend and to block the news apps on your phone. You can get your information, you can stay involved, you can fight and advocate and vote and do what you need to do, picket and protest and sign petitions, like all about it, and protect your mental space and protect your peace. You're allowed to do both. You do not have to suffer just because others are suffering. You don't have to stay in a state of suffering. I'm speaking to my own eight wing here. <laughs> on that one. All right, type nines. The belief that your voice doesn't matter keeps you playing very, very small. The belief that you have to be easygoing so you're not gonna make a fuss. Like this idea of like, well, I'm easygoing so like I'll do what they wanna do because I don't really care. Limits your ability to even ask yourself, what does love look like for me? What does joy look like for me? How much money do I need to be paid? If this belief that like, there's only so much of the pie to go around and I'll just take the teeny tiniest little sliver because I can do it, I can handle it, keeps you eating the tiniest piece of pie. And finally, the idea that you don't know what you want. Kind of the easy answer, the easy out of saying, well, I don't know what I want. I don't know what love is for me. So like, I'll take what I'm getting. I don't know what thriving looks like for me, so I'll take what I've got. I don't know what I need to be paid. I'll just get paid what they offered me. That's keeping you exactly where you are, and it's limiting your ability to expand and to grow and to move forward and to have more, to, to have access to more. We'll end with today's food for thought, which is from Gay Hendricks. It says, each of us has an inner thermostat setting that determines how much love, success, and creativity we allow ourselves to enjoy. When we exceed our inner thermostat setting, we will often do something to sabotage ourselves, causing us to drop back into the old familiar zone where we feel secure. My invitation to you, dear listener, is to imagine an expansive amount of love, success, and expression. If you had the love you most desired, what would that look like? If you had the success you most desired, the expression of your creativity, the access to joy, what does this look like for you? And which external and internal limitations are standing between you and the vision that you desire? As always, it's an absolute joy to create this content for you, and I will see you tomorrow for the next episode. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.